It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Joe Burrow, Jesse Bates, and Chidobe Abuzie made an appearance at UFC, and Joe Burrow looked pretty cool doing it. Plus, who do you dislike more, Joe Montana or Aaron Donald? You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. I'm your host, Jake Lisko. He's your host, James Rapine. Back after a little holiday weekend, and Joe Burrow, Jesse Bates, and Chidobe Awuzie had a pretty fun holiday weekend. We're part of the Lockdown Podcast Network here on Lockdown Bengals, covering your team every day, free and available everywhere you get your podcasts and on YouTube. We appreciate all of you who subscribe and follow and who make us your first listen. James, we're going to start. In Vegas, at UFC, a routine topic for a football podcast, of course, Ultimate Fighting Championship, had some prominent Bengals in attendance in Joe Burrow, Jesse Bates, and Shinobi Abuzie. Most notably, getting the most attention was Joe Burrow, who was pictured with his teammates sitting on the cage and with many fighters who he thanked on Instagram for not beating him up for those photo ops. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, I think it's cool, you know, for for Bengals fans to see, you know, Joe Burrow, the face of the franchise, the face of the organization, get to uh, go uh, to UFC events because he's such a huge UFC fan and he's doing this stuff. And this is a huge I mean, UFC 276, it's the biggest event from a fighting standpoint of the summer. Um, and, and he's there, and, and he brings with him Jesse Bates and uh, Chidobe Awuzie, and that's the part uh, that we'll get to in a bit, right, is how does that impact things that well, we knew about the trip to Vegas. We didn't know exactly when, and, uh, you know, we, we found out when, um, I, I would say, what, a week ago, two weeks ago, that he who's going to be at UFC 276. So uh, not shocked at all that they, they planned it uh, around the 4th of July weekend. Um but yeah, typical Joe Burrow. You know, you, you got the edgy outfit. I mean, when he was on top of the cage, he had the teddy bear on his T-shirt and then the bucket hat at night with the sunglasses, um, wearing all black. I mean, that's what that dude was doing. But uh, the, the thing that I, I think was interesting is, is really outside of Chad Johnson and even him, I think it's to a lesser extent, like Joe Burrow is is going to like – continue to to start to to be at events that he's interested in or wants to go to right because he has that that gravitas that power but he's going to take pictures with people that want pictures with him too and that's what i think we're going to start to see where the bengals quarterback is this star that people know about and root for uh there was that uh that seal quote i forget who uh i, I think it was um Kay Adams, Adams took a picture with, with CEO and it's like, oh, we were both rooting for Joey B. Like, that's the type of thing, right? And so this UFC 276 weekend, to me, it's just a reminder, like, 
yeah, it's different now than it's been. Carson Palmer never got that, right? Even though he was extremely talented. Andy Dalton never got that. Chad Johnson did, but it was a different era, different time, and he didn't play quarterback. I could say it's a much different time in an unprecedented territory, I think, uh, with Joe Burrow leading this uh, leading this Bengals team into 2022. Yeah, I think what's different about it doesn't necessarily – well, it does actually translate to the football field just to bring it back to – that a little bit he has this unassuming confidence that we've talked about before the internal or innate or inherent swagger and it's not like he's seeking the spotlight he's not that kind of guy and we've talked about that before too and he's talked about it before where he's not necessarily trying to be in these situations he's not a nike He's not in Nike commercials. You know, he doesn't have 7,000 State Farm or whatever Baker Mayfield has commercials. He's doing what he wants to do mm. and happens to be this magnetic superstar. And the Bengals haven't had that, to your point. Not at this level, I would say probably ever. Not at this level. Chad certainly was very popular, but... I think there are some differences, like you say, and that does translate back to football in terms of the leadership that we always hear about from his teammates and from his coaches that he constantly exhibits. And and it just is very consistent with the person that we've known or come to know as the Bengals starting quarterback. And yeah, there's definitely a cool factor. And I think it, it translates to the locker room and the football field too. And the fact that he went, he wasn't with Jamar, right? He wasn't with T. Yeah, he wasn't with Joe Mixon, you know, these popular offensive players, which he wasn't with the new offensive lineman. He's with Jesse Bates, right? Safety. And then he's he's with the top cornerback on the team in Awuzie. And I I think that that, um, I, I forget who he, who he mentioned this to, but wanting to pop around the locker room and be friends with everybody and get to know everybody on the team. Well, that's an example of that. Because even though him and Jesse Bates are, you know, in the same age, a lot of guys on the team are in that 25-year-old range. And so they don't necessarily have to be friends. Awuzie has only been on the team for one year. Didn't necessarily have to, uh, you know, be, be tight with him or tight enough to go to Vegas. Which, by the way, fellas, you want to be pretty um, choosy and picky about who you go to Vegas with. Take it from me. You don't want to just go with a bunch of, you know, 30 guys. That, that doesn't necessarily work. Um, and so, yeah, the fact that it, it was those guys, I, I thought was interesting as well. Cheeto, his his chess partner, of course, the the chess board bonding, taking them to UFC together. And he said that he's close with Jesse Bates. I mean, these are two leaders on the team, two captains in, in those two guys. So it, it does make sense that those two guys are good friends. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you, you say partner. I think it's more. Cheeto kicks Joe's ass. Rival? <laughs> Aspirational rival? There you go. Yeah, yeah. The guy that he wants to be one day on the chessboard. Maybe maybe it's he, payment. Maybe they had a bet. And he's like, oh. if, if if I win this one, or if you win, or you know, you can you you can I'll pay for your UFC ticket or you pay. I don't know. Maybe none of them paid. They're probably yeah, at, at I level, don't know. Right? I, I, I yeah, I don't know if they I, I imagine they had to pay something. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's free advertising for UFC as well. So, well, yeah, UFC was marketing them, right? Like on all of the UFC socials, it was pictures of Joe Burrow and, and some pictures of Cheeto and Jesse as well. Yeah. Yep. 
Exactly. Yeah. And, and so that, that part matters, but you mentioned paid and that's, it's a good segue Yeah. because I'm looking here, tick, tick, tick. The clock is ticking to that July 15th deadline. Will Jesse Bates get paid? Will their little meet up in Vegas trip to Vegas have any impact on that? Um, we'll, we'll talk about it, but first a word from built bar, the number one protein bar on the planet and Jake good news because you love the coconut brownie chunk. Well, now there's a coconut brownie chunk puff, and it is amazing. You don't need to, you know, just take my word for it. You can go to built.com right now and check out all of the different uh, built bars that they have. But if you want a low calorie, high protein, low sugar option, where you're going to get the protein you're looking for, it's going to taste great. You're not sacrificing taste. Then coconut brownie chunk, Puffs are perfect for you, and whether it's the coconut brownie chunk part that you love, the covered in 100% chocolate, or the marshmallow that's inside, it's amazing. So check them out right now at Built.com. Use promo code LOCK15. You'll get 15% off of any of the puffs, any of the bars right now. Promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I could use some built bars today, James. As soon as we're done with this, I'm moving. Yeah, you are. Next episode, I'm going to have a different background. It won't be Is finished. Jake moving to Cincinnati? Dot, 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 question Ooh. mark, dot, 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 question mark, question mark, question mark. Don't cliffhang him like that, James. Yeah, the answer is no. The answer, <laughs> the answer is no. <laughs> oh, the, the poor people. People got so excited right there for a second. Nope, he's, uh, he's, he's staying in Canada. So, Jesse Bates, will he be staying in Cincinnati? For this year, yeah. I think that at this point, everyone that covers the team, myself included, agree that Jesse Bates will show up at some point in training camp and will be around for week one of the regular season. I wouldn't be surprised if he... Do you think he's there day one of training camp? you think he's there on time for training camp? Call me like the optimistic one, but yes, I do. And... The reason I do is because everything's done then. Like the the tag has been applied. You've the deadline is there. You know the verdict. You know you're making 12.9 million. And what's best for you as a player? What's best for you as a player is to be 100% healthy and ready to go to have the best season of your life. Well, why what's the the benefit of skipping training camp? A Zach Taylor training camp isn't going to be this, you know, crazy, hard, insane, you know, you just can't do it. And it's not just Zach, it's NFL training camp these days. And so it's like, yeah, man, I mean, why wouldn't you show up and, and, and handle business? So uh, I do think he's going to show up and be there on time. 
Um, and, and that might be the impact of a meeting like this, the, the bonds he feels with his teammates. Um, when it's one thing to, to skip voluntary stuff for the part of the negotiating business side, right? Because there's still a chance. And as we record this, still a chance over a week before that July 15th deadline uh, for him to get something done. So there's posturing and there's negotiating or there's, um, you know, leverage, leveraging, I guess is the word I should say. Well, there's no more leverage after July 15th. And training camp doesn't start until the 27th. Expect you here. Why wouldn't you be here? What's what's the best case? The best case is, is you go out there, you make twelve point nine million, and you have the best a career year. And some team like the Jets offers you twenty plus million dollars a year next year if the Bengals don't tag you again. Okay, well you got to earn that. How do you earn that by having the best year of your career? Where does that start? To me, training camp. It doesn't start with skipping half of camp or most of camp or not practicing at all and then showing up week one. Like that to me is kind of scary for Jesse. If you do that, are you really going to have? the year you need to have. So uh, that's kind of where I land. And and I agree with you. I don't think a deal gets done. I don't think either side is blinking. And uh, it it was also interesting. I don't know if you saw this over the weekend. The the Bengals tweeted out uh, pictures of their defensive backs. Mm -hmm. And it was 23, baby. Dax Hill was in there. Right. And it's like, oh, this is is awkward. (laughs) Because obviously Jesse Bates would be the one, but he wasn't there to take. He pictures. wasn't there. Yeah. They didn't have him for media day. I was thinking about that when I saw those pictures. Like maybe the most awkward thing is that they don't have promotional photos of Jesse Bates for the. Se- I mean, I'm sure they can get them, but well, from last year. But yeah, I mean, this year yeah, was they- different, you know, and yeah. But I think the the best point there is that there's no more opportunity for business after July 15th. So what indeed is the point of, of not showing up for training camp? Like you do that if you actually intend to not play. And yeah. you think of the history of the players that have not played, and it's Le'Veon Bell. Yeah. Is Jesse Bates going to be Le'Veon Bell? I know I expressed some interest, some some possibility around this when we first talked about it, but that – just yeah, they're 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 very different guys, and I, I do think he's shooting himself in the foot a little bit if he goes that route. And I think he knows that, and I think he's leaving a lot of money on the table, obviously. And it just doesn't seem like it's a very rational choice for anyone involved. So I, I do wonder if it made any impact on the negotiations. I doubt it. I I mean, it's not like. Burrow's out there. I mean, Burrow has been in Jesse's corner publicly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hope he gets what he wants, what he deserves. So does it have an impact in the long term in terms of the negotiation, in terms of whether Jesse Bates shows up or not? Probably not, right? Probably not mm-hmm. a huge impact. But it is nice to see them bonding at the very least, you know? There, there's some team building there, but what do you think? It, well, it's an awkward spot. Right. It's imagine your your employer values like you value hell. Let's just use locked on, right? Let's just say locked on and me, you get into this contract stalemate that totally made up right now. Contract stalemate where 
I want X amount. They're not willing to give it to me. And you're like, oh, well, yeah, I like working with James, but I understand where they're coming from. It might not even get brought up. We might not even have that discussion. And so when you're Burrow, what do you, what do you say? Cause you can't control it. You can't really help him. And, and so that's, that's the part of it where it's like, ah, I don't know. Now could Bates be like, man, good luck negotiating with these fools next year. Like, could he say that to Joe? Maybe the difference is the Bengals are going to value Burrow at a much different, different level than Jesse Bates. Right. And, and that part of it is, uh, is obvious. So, um, yeah, I, I think maybe it gets brought up a little bit, um, maybe jokingly more than anything, but there's really no – there's nothing Burrow can truly do to get Bates' deal done and from the Bengals' side. And from Bates' side, I think the only path would be, hey, Jesse, do you really want to play for the Texans next year? Do, do you really want to go to yeah. the – the Titans, who I think, and this is just a random pick, are going to flop in 2022 and be much worse. And, and then they're going to be desperate. And then, they, you know, they pay Jesse Bates to try to shore up their defense, even though they have a bad quarterback and gave away their best weapon. You know my point. So um, look at me just hammering the Titans. Um, so that's the part of it where, like, maybe there's a little bit there where it's like, come on, Jesse. Like, let's be my thing. But, but, but I don't think he would do that because he no. wants Jesse to what? Get paid. I think that's a James Rapine argument more than it's a Joe Burrow argument. I, I think I agree with your first take that it's like it probably doesn't come up or doesn't come up much. I don't think this was an opportunity for Joe Burrow to go out there and be like, Jesse, come come on, sign your deal. Like that doesn't seem like something Joe Burrow would do, right? Every time he's asked, like, hey, do you talk about XYZ topic that is burning in fans' mind, like Jamar's drops or you know, do you talk about this or that with the guy? He's like, no, I, I don't, yeah. I don't talk about like this to me is a similar topic where he's not going to talk about contract negotiations unless Jesse brings it up. It just, I don't know. We, we don't know what these guys are talking about behind closed doors. doesn't seem like something Joe Burrow would necessarily do. No, it might be not. like an, a suggested thing. Like we're doing this thing. We're building our, our camaraderie, you know, instead of uh, an explicit conversation. Yeah. And, and that's that's the part that we just we don't know. But I, I doubt it, too. I, I don't think it gets brought up. I think it will. There's going to be a point in Burroughs career and I'm not talking about with Bates, but there's going to be a point in, in Burroughs career where it gets brought up and he much like Brady with the Bucks, is like, hey, come on, come back. Or, or, or let's get your deal done so we can keep playing. Or, hey, Justin Jefferson, uh, come join me, T and Jamal. Like, who, who knows, right? In, in We could be talking eight years from now. But I, I think that, that uh, there will be a point where he does do more of that. I just don't think we're there yet. That's yeah. all. I just I don't. Yeah. Well, where we are is debating at this point in the offseason which player – Oh. Bengals fans dislike more Aaron Donald, Joe Montana, other. I think other is the answer for many modern Bengals fans. We'll go there coming up next. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, 
Look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Aaron Donald ended the Bengals' most recent efforts to win a Super Bowl. Joe Montana, well, he did it a couple times back in the day for many of our listeners. And I wonder how these guys would compare to some of the most disliked Pittsburgh Steelers in recent history. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking like Heinz Ward is a, a guy Bengals fans really don't like. Ben Roethlisberger, a guy Bengals fans really don't like. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there are others, and I'm sure our fans will, or not our fans, Bengals fans listening will let us know who we're forgetting. But in, to, in terms of Super Bowl villains, I think this is just a generational question. James, would I be curious to hear from the guys and fans, the, the people that watched the 80s Super Bowls, mm-hmm. and this Super Bowl. That's who I'm really curious to hear from. Time heals all wounds, but I know that there are Bengals fans that still just, the 49ers are worse for them than the Steelers because of those Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. I wonder how Aaron Donald fits into that conversation for those folks. Because for the people that are, what, 38, 40, and younger, it's probably Aaron Donald. Because the memory of those early Super Bowls is not as as strong or or is pertinent in their mind, but I do wonder. What do you think? Yeah. Well, to me, I get the Aaron Donald part. Um, I think that the aspect of that, as much as it's Aaron Donald, and he was completely disruptive, right? You had the two sacks. You had the quarterback hit at the end. That was essentially a sack that ended the game. Um, but I don't know if there's Aaron Donald hate there. It was like, oh, he's just he's great. And the Bengals weren't prepared to to block him and they didn't have the talent to do so. And that that's it. With the, the other two, Super Bowl 16, Super Bowl 23, man, freaking Joe Montana. Right. And I, I think when you talk to people that recall, even the second one, even Super Bowl 23, you know, he throws for 300 plus yards, uh, multiple touchdowns, drives them down. Late in the game, those are the the heartbreakers, heart wrenchers, the ones that you're like, man, if they could have just made one more, one more play. Uh, so no, I, I think that it's Joe Montana when it comes to to the Super Bowls. And uh, to be specific, he had 357 yards and two touchdowns in Super Bowl 23. Like those numbers are insane. Um, in that time, in that era too, which which certainly matters. So I think Joe Montana is the the biggest heel when it comes to to Bengals Super Bowl memories. Now, if the Bengals play the Rams again this year, and Aaron Donald's unblockable, and in you know we're talking about a slugfest again, McVay versus Zach Taylor. Which, by the way, sign me up for that. That'd be fun. A rematch. That'd be pretty cool. Jalen Ramsey versus Jamar Chase and T Higgins 2.0. Like, think about that. It'd be cool. who knows? Maybe Odell returns. 
and, and is on the Rams or, or Bengals. Um, or Bengals. Anyways, <laughs> yeah. Did you like how I snuck that in there? You like how I snuck that in there? Um, but yeah, I, I think it's it's Montana. But you're right when you're talking about overall hated sports figures, like for, for Bengals fans. Oh, there's sort of multiple Steelers. Uh, I think Ray Lewis would be on that list. Um, Troy Palomalu, I think people disliked him very much. Now, he was just really damn good, but I think he was on that list. Um, but probably Big Ben, it, it would be number one. People just, yeah. I mean, think about all the times he would twist out of a potential sack and throw it to, to seemingly no one. Heinz Ward would be another one as well. Uh, Heinz Ward for me is <laughs> way up on the list, man. The guy is just so dirty. Uh, just and in, in, in the Hall of Fame, is he in the Hall of Fame? He is in the Hall of Fame, right? Uh uh-uh. uh. Am no, I crazy? People talk be. about him like he's a Hall of Fame receiver and talk about him like he's this great all time receiver. And he's he to me, Hall of Very Good. Yeah, no, he, he shouldn't be a Hall of Famer and he's not in the Hall of Fame. Um, okay, good. Steelers Oof. fans will, will say he should, but you know, I mean, and he had 12,000 yards, but it's because he played. 15 seasons or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, I mean, he, he was a really good blocker. He was on run heavy teams and he was a productive receiver. I'm not saying he was a bad player or anything like, and, and the objectivists out there will probably agree that he was good, but man, was he dirty and easy to hate as a Bengals fan. Uh, Jerome Bettis going, going back a little bit, a little bit more that, that, that guy was frustrating to watch for Bengals fans. Kimo Von Olhoffen. I think we'll wow. hold a place, an infamous place yeah. in Bengals fans' hearts in, in a bad way for everyone that remembers 2005. But I think that, yeah, if you ask anybody that was alive in the 80s, it's got to be Joe Montana. Mm-hmm. Maybe some people, even Jerry Rice. Like, Joe Montana was so lucky in those games in, in a big aspect too. Lewis Billups dropped interception in the first one. He only, he only threw for 157 yards. Ken yeah. Anderson threw for 300 yards in that game through two picks, but threw for 300 yards in that game. The Bengals lost. They had a bunch of penalties um, mm-hmm. in, in that first Super Bowl. Um, second Super both, Bowl, Boomer di- didn't play well. Um, right. They had four turnovers in the first Super Bowl. Both teams had eight penalties in that game, but four turnovers. That'll get you. <laughs> I'll get you. Yeah, it will. It will. Um, here, the good news is, um, you know, they were this close and no one expected them to get that close and, and they should be able to block Aaron Donald a little bit better if they, they face him this time around. Hopefully it's not in another seven years like it was uh, in 81 and 88. Yeah, we'll see what kind of trajectory they take, right? Are they the Rams? No, because the Rams needed to find a new quarterback. And I know that there are some loud anti-Joe Burrow analytic factions out there. It's weird that it comes from the analytic people, the anti-Joe Burrow stuff. More so than the baby arm Burrow crowd at this point, it comes from the the analytic community at this point. It's all There are people that, that wonder like, oh, how sure are we that he's not Jared Goff? Oh, come like, on, come on. Well, th- and, is that a thing? Is that a thing? Because it I'm is in- a thing. Because Jared Goff went to the Super Bowl early in his Bro. career. I-, I know. Okay, I know. I'm just I telling mean, you where they're how coming. How sure from. are we? I'm pretty sure. I- <laughs> but 
put it like this. The Lions would trade their entire roster, including Jared Goff, and their 2023, all of their picks right now for Joe Burrow. The entire thing. But Jared Goff did get an extension. Amon Ross, St. Brown. They'd trade them all. They would trade them all. Anyway. Point is, probably not the Rams path because they had to find a new quarterback. Maybe it could be like the Rams path back in some other ways, or is it more like, you know, Kansas City? I would say the way the AFC looks, it's hard. That makes you think it might be more like the Rams where they have to get back to that point because of how random and, and how much variance there is in the postseason, which I think we both expect if things go according to plan. The Bengals should be back in that picture, and then things go off the rails. Who knows what happens there? But hopefully there's no more no more players to live in Bengals fan infamy next time around. That's yeah. that's the goal. Agreed. That's going to do it for this episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. I've got to go move to a new house. We'll be back, however, tomorrow with another episode. As training camp gets closer, the Jesse Bates deadline, as James said earlier, just over a week away. And we continue our march through the summer offseason months. Until next time, Bengals fans, thanks for listening to the Locked On Bengals podcast. You need a little bit more NFL content? Go check out Locked On NFL, sometimes featuring James Rapine and our other great Locked On NFL hosts. Thanks for listening to the Locked On Bengals podcast. Today, and have a good one. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.